Hey, old man Jenkins, how the are you? Pretty good, Randy, but my knees hurt a little bit. Mm, I'm sorry, man. Sorry about yeah, that. How you doing? How you doing? Doing good, you know, doing good, sipping on some fine, sipping on some fine. Damn, man, why are you sipping a shot? It's like it's like you uh, you're babysitting the shot. What are you doing? I have the, I mean I have the source. It's not just a. I'm not gonna drink this one shot during a conch podcast. It's. I got, don't you don't you remember anything from college? You're supposed to stick your dick in it, and then you're supposed to drink it like a straw I, through your urethra. I, dude, I pre dick my drinks. Okay, like I I already put my dick in the drink. All right, I'm not I'm not not an amateur. Okay, I know how to dick down my drinks. All right, you know what? Mm-hmm. My bad. Let's start over. Let's spin oh, the record back. God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. Another uh, another Conchi episode for you. Season two, still doing it live for you. Doing Looking it good in that in that Adidas, man. That Adidas, that, my Adidas, uh, that swag, that drip. It feels good. I like it. You know, it, it fits. tight against the skin. Oh yeah, been wearing this for like four days straight, easily. But, okay. Uh, okay. You know. Can't smell. Let it from us here. know in the comment section below if you uh. <laughs> If you like wearing clothes tight to your skin. For four days straight. For four days straight. Wow. That's impressive, man. I don't yeah. know how you do that. Dude, I'm just, I'm just a natural, baby. It's a natural. I don't take it off. I t- hop in the shower with it, you know. This feels good. Feels good. Shout out to Run DMC. True. We also really Run. take that shit seriously. You will never see any of Randy's uh, personals, including his nipples, unless you pay for the OnlyFans account. So we... You, there's it's no true. way you will ever get a free trial from us. Every so, second you guys sorry. don't donate, that's I'm actually more motivated to put on more clothes. I was I was in a t-shirt before this, but we still haven't gotten money from this yet. So I'm I'm this, protesting this, by not being nude ever. This I'm a man never will nude. put a striped sweater on all the time, stacking them all the time. I am now a never nude. There are dozens of us, and you will hear us. We will be heard. We will roar yeah. with striped sweaters. Anyways, man, um, I'm glad you're comfortable. Man. Uh, this episode is, a, is actually one we've been wanting to do for a while. Probably one of the more nihilistic episodes we're going to do, which is fine. Maybe. Right? Don't mind it. But getting old, man. The knees, they, they just older. don't hold up the same, right? I like to think when we were younger, our knees were just built different. But now it's Springier. like... Springier. Yeah, like when it rains, I sleep like a baby, but also I wake up in severe pain. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Just a, a baby caught outside in a storm. Yeah, that and happens a lot to babies, right? Sure. I, th- I think it's a growing like kind of uh, issue here that isn't spoken to enough. Just babies out there splashing around in puddles. Unsupervised, just a just a bunch of babies. I look outside. There's just a bunch of babies in the street. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching them. That's not, ain't, ain't no, my you baby. Shouldn't. Ain't my baby. <laughs> you ain't know, if baby. you touch that baby, it becomes your baby, right? I I know. That's I'm not touching that baby. That's where babies come from. You accidentally touch a baby, and then then now it's your baby. It's like got him. I got that kind life. of responsibility. That's why. It. That's why I never like, you know, the fact that. uh there was a poke feature on Facebook. First of all, you shouldn't be poking kids. That's weird. All right, that's a, that's a whole other myriad of problems you're 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 developing there. But also, they become yours if you do that. Yep. Just, so that's pedophiles that around the world. We're just like, oh, that's the secret. Just gotta poke them. They're yours. 
Yeah. And that was our one uh, pedophilia joke for uh, this episode. Mine? It wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is totally babies. Randy's joke. He told me backstage before I got here. He's like, you know what will really kick right now? A pedophilia joke. Hey, listen, all jokes can be funny. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Some, it's just difficult. Some jokes are harder than other ones. You remember you were a baby? What's the earliest Actually, memory you have? What, what's the, like, the earliest you can, like, recall? Like, around age two or three? Is it, like, a birthday? Or were you stuck well, in a puddle? <laughs> how did you know I was stuck in a puddle, man? That's actually how Randy and I met. We were both stuck in the same puddle. It's a puddle of mud. And then we're, exactly. It wasn't money when we okay. were sat in it, though. <laughs> Anyways, uh, fecal matter aside, um, people tend to get weirded out when I say this, but I swear to you, my earliest memory is actually just darkness and me just kind of moving my hands around like this, under, not understanding what it means to move a hand. So I honestly believe that my earliest memory was of me in the womb, which is crazy, like just absolutely bonkers. But I'm going to stick mm. by it. It's, it's honestly my, my earliest memory, just like going like this, like in just pure darkness and not understanding like what what am I what moving? What the what fuck is this? Is this? <laughs> Hold <Exactly>. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Game changer. <laughs> oh, this life is going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, damn, How about you, man? How about you? I just grew a dick the other day. This is craziness. <laughs> what is happening here? Um, oh, man. Can you imagine with, like, the same thing with my hands, like, with my dick? It's like, mm. Mm. Edward's mm. penis hands. Yeah, one of those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not copying off of Eric Andre's other version of Edward Scissorhands, but Edward Penis Hands, the original parody of Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. It's a, not a great one. film. The true one, right, right. I it forget does. how that movie ends, man. Can you t- can, how, can you recall how Edward Penis Hands ends? I feel like to recall how Edward Penis Hands ends is to recall how Edward Scissorhands ends, and I don't for either. I don't. You know remember. what? That's fair. I don't yeah. remember either. Does Damn. Like, does he die or something? Does he get locked I up? Think he does die. I think he dies. I feel like police were involved in it. He might have hurt someone by accident for the final time. Like in of mice and men. Did they have to like put him down? I don't I don't recall. But I assume it's something something related to that, but the penis version. That, that's probably the best way to predict the ending. Did, wait, did you I think I'm pretty sure it was you or maybe you or Troy who sent us like the trailer for that. But then me, Joe, and Troy watched it in our dorm room. Did you ever end up watching Edward Penis Hands or do you just like you get the you got the gist of it? Oh, I got the gist of it. Mm. Uh, no, actually, that was me who sent the trailer uh, because that's what I did in college, right? I wasted all my free time. Instead of studying, I, I just found really abstract shit on the internet. Uh, shout outs to, uh, to anyone else who does that. I feel like that's the whole culture nowadays anyways with memes. It's just looking up shit on the internet and not doing anything else. We were one of the first, okay? You need to show respect for your elders, right? This is the getting older episode. Uh, but yeah, I found the trailer for that amongst other things that I've shared with you. Shout outs to Prune Brothers. Um, but <laughs> yes. I sent you I sent you the trailer for Edward Edward Penis Hands, and I remember you guys watched it, but I was not there. I think I was uh I was actually, I think, doing work at the time. I was studying to some degree. But I'm you know, I'm gonna go on a limb here. All right. And say 
Mm-hmm. It ends in an orgy. It has to end in an orgy. What other porn parody do you know does not end in like a one for all or an all for one? You know, there was definitely a threesome involved with like his adopted family and himself. I, I remember that as a scene. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a scene he was trying to eat spaghetti or something with his penis hands. Um, also, my my video is like super blurry, so it's like I'm faded right now, which is you're, you're going eight bit right now. I'm going, yeah, I'm going crazy. Eight bit a little bit. Yeah, just imagine you're looking at it from my perspective, and you're just buzzed. That's that's what that is. Um, I'm pretty sure there was like a masturbation scene too that I didn't like. Cause I'm pretty sure it was just like a, some kind of fire starter situation. Oh, I see. Skin on skin, friction on friction. Just, just dig on dick. Stick on dick. There's no other hey, way. That's no, hey. no other way to masturbate. If you have dick for hands, like his hand, and it's not like each appendage was a penis. It was, it was, it was, it was one penis on each hand. Like there was form like this, and then he had to go through his life. Oh, I see. I see. With penises, okay. so, so it wasn't like he had like eleven dicks. It was just three, three distinctive dicks. Which he had the triforce of of phallicness. Yeah, he could do like right. some kind of trident thrust if he wanted. Put them all yeah. together. Um, exactly. And it's it's interesting film. Interesting porn parody. I'm I'm very highly, pro highly porn recommended. Parodies. It's yeah. recommended. You know, just might as well. That was, that was part of growing up. You know, realizing we have it better than others. Some we have pr- like good lives. You know, good family, good friends, good career paths, and we're we're fortunate. And other people have dicks for hands. Um. I mean, I feel like sometimes I have dicks for hands, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do I feel sometimes I wake up the same way? Wake up feeling the same way. Yeah, uh, that's, that's part of growing up, baby. It's part of growing it's up. True. I think. But what was what was your earliest memory? Yes, then? exactly. I think my earliest memory. Uh, it's like it's a mix. I can't tell which one happened first. I remember a a, a nothing memory which was I was just running back and forth in the hallway and then my socks got a sock got caught in a nail and just like Ooh. ripped a small hole in my sock. It didn't touch my foot. It just it just got hooked to my sock. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. That never happened to me in my life before. My sock has a hole in it now due to a nail. That's and that's that was that was the end of the memory. That's that's And that's one. how Randy escaped tetanus. Hmm. Yes, yes it is. And I feel like that was like two. I was like two Two and some change. And then another memory that's same year. Don't know which one came first, but it was so me in a puddle. Change. It was me in a puddle. Because <laughs> someone did the classic thing of opening up hydrants on a street. Oh, yeah. Black parties. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just a bunch of people just ran out into the street and I came out there in like my diaper or some, sh- some shit. Maybe with some shit in it. I don't know. And then, you know, I just. <laughs> I like, mean. I just dipped my butt in the, in the puddle. I just like dipped in it. I can't. Man. Man. You, you were doing, you were Man. doing squats, baby squats. Yeah. I remember there was like a neighborhood kid I recognized and he was also splashing in the puddle. I was looking around and just saw people as I dipped my night diaper in the puddle. And then I was the end of the memory. And that's what either, that's either sock with nail or a puddle of butt is, that's my first memory. That's the name of a great garage band, Puddle of Butt. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's Puddle of Mud. That's a band. I used to listen to them. It's true. And yeah. uh, actually, I don't think I know what happened to that band. But again, 
comments, please educate us. What happened to Puddle of Mud? Yeah, if, if um, you were if you were part of the band, let us know. You know, I'd, you guys had a couple songs I liked. Exactly. Nice. Come be conchy with us. Uh, that's interesting, man. So when you were when you were stuck in a puddle, were you like? When you say stuck in a puddle, do you mean you're just doing the squats, or did you start off literally stuck in a puddle? Because I can envision Baby Randy, just like oh, turtle, was... turtle style, like on his bag. Like, ah. I wasn't stuck uh. in a puddle. I was just in a puddle. That's I was just in. Okay. You know, I was. I, I recognized the puddle. I then inserted myself into the puddle, played in it. Then I, I you know, I, I probably got. I, I don't remember it past the puddle. That's you know, it was breaks in that memory. But so you were insertive since you were born. Since the drop, man. Since the drop. Is that is that it's interesting you say that because I don't know if we're we're making the same joke here, but when you say since the drop, do you mean like the drop? Like the part your father contributed to the equation? Oh, I was like when or, I fell out the room. You know? Just, oh, okay. Cause yeah. yeah, the drop <laughs> would be like the <laughs> the moment, you know, sperm was introduced into the equation. Yeah, because I think it works. It works either way. It can, but I just feel like it's on your philosophy of like when did your existence start? I don't think we our existence started when we were in balls. You know. <laughs> Whoa, sir! All right. First of all, sperm are highly intelligent. Like I remember watching a documentary about sperm. Those things are like organized soldiers. Okay, they sperm know exactly what to do and how to do it. So efficient. DNA uh, is very smart for sure. It is. I got loyalty, got royalty. Inside your DNA. I got, you know, Actually, cocaine quarter piece. Got war and peace <laughs> inside my DNA. But uh, shout outs to our parents making you proud uh, with this podcast. Oh, hey, you came back, man. You you got to take another drink. You you stopped being. Oh, baby. shit. I'm no, I'm no longer blurry. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Salute to, um, to the good life. This is screwball peanut butter whiskey. Shout out to Kayla. Got me a bottle. Um, Bro, b- by the way, contains peanuts. when you were when you were faded, the dumbbells behind you legitimately looked like a, a little toy car. And I had <laughs> so many questions for you. Like, yeah, man, I don't have. There's everything I own is is this way in my room. Like, there's 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 not nothing but a bed behind me. So everything gets this way. Um. So yeah, it's, it's very recognizable since that's the only thing. And during the blurriness, it did look like a like who's that Pokemon kind of deal. Like you're not really sure. Yeah, what's yeah. back there? Yeah, it's I was dumb like, bench. why why is he playing with a toy car? That's the that's really the next topic I want to get into. <laughs> Damn, they got like toy cars. Shit. <laughs> Let me live. Have you ever loved Hot Wheels? Um, <laughs> dude, Hot Wheels were hard. Speaking of growing up, Hot Wheels, dude. Yeah, so that that's what I wanted to talk about now, man. Like, um, obviously. I don't know how it changes generation to generation, but I know for us at the very least, when we were younger, we used to, we went through phases, right? It started off with, you know, just being outside for boys, playing in the dirt uh, for us was fun, right? Used to play like tag and hide and seek and stuff with everybody on the playground. But another thing that we phased into was like the toy car phase, the toy gun phase, maybe some super soakers. Um, and then action figures, right? It was like a, for me, it was a steady transition. It went from those in that order, right? Mm. But for you, obviously we're childhood buddies, but please, please kind of help me refresh my memories and tell the audience, like as, as a kid growing up, what were your toys of choice? I was definitely like action figures were early on. Cause I, 
you know, superhero shit or I think I had a He-Man toy. I didn't even watch He-Man, but my parents were like, hey, here, here's a fucking action. I had action figures. I remember always having a, a rotation of action figures in my preschool uh, cot that we would sleep in um, because the preschoolers got cots and the kindergartners got fucking towels. I talked about this before. Y- you did. But, you did. <laughs> but I would always I, take. I, I, I get the my, anger. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I don't understand it. Kind of budget cuts the world. Paid good money for that school. Uh, anyways, I always took an action figure with me. Um, That's what you and the National Guard had in common recently. You were both sleeping on tiles at one point. Oh, that's that's a very relevant reference. It is. Um, I had a Barney stuffed toy that I screamed to get, apparently. Cause my parents told me the story a bunch of times where I just wouldn't shut the fuck up. I was just screaming in a, in a store because I really wanted a Barney. Barney went hard. A, a Barney it. bear. But it was like ten dollars for like the small ass little, little bear. And my parents were like, "What the fuck? Ten dollars? It's like nineteen ninety two. The fuck? That's what they said at the time. It's nineteen ninety two. What the fuck is this? <laughs> ten dollars for a bear? Do um, you understand the economy of the nineties? <laughs> like two years old. I'm pretty sure yeah, the minimum wage is probably like four or five dollars. I think, or it was around there. It's a different time. Uh, and somehow it's, it's only it's seven dollars now. That's a whole different topic, but it's fucked up. But I wouldn't Money. shut the fuck up without the Barney uh, doll. So yeah. they got it for me. And it was my favorite thing. So I would cuddle the hell out of that. There was a Winnie the Pooh bear that a family, I think it was a family friend gave me. Along with like the Winnie the Pooh like uh, like movie. Like, like I think like the OG movie. So that went hard. Um, Power Ranger action figures. I'm sure I had some of those. Obviously that Absolutely. went hard as hell. Um, wrestling. I got really into wrestling, like WWF, WWE as a kid. So I had a bunch of those figures. I had like the ring. So it was like a, a WWE ring. And me and my cousins would, you know, like bam, the rock, bam, the stone cold, like shit, son. Gotcha. I'm a champ now. Um, had a toy belt, like a wrestling belt. So, okay. I was going to say, cause we're Latin. That could have a whole new meeting. It's like, oh, I had a toy belt, but like secretly it's because we saw our our parents whooping our asses with belts, and we're like, oh, man. It's like now a sword, I have right? One. I, I have the power, Mom. <laughs> I'm training. Game, right? We chase each other? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I had, like, a wrestling, like, championship belt, and then I would, like, hang it on top of my bunk bed, and then me and my cousins would wrestle to get the belt, and then you would win. It's like a ladder match, but for poor kids. Um, yeah. That's, that's what. The loser then hot, got and, hit with a belt. And Yeah. That, too. That, too. And then, um, but the Hot shout Wheel phase, uh, always, always shout out. But the Hot Wheel phase was hot, son. Like, I think I took like, I don't know, I think it was baptized once, some religious shit. I think it was ba- baptism. So I got a bunch of presents for uh, being baptized, which is dope because it was like in the summer, I'm a winter baby. So my birthday is with Jesus. So getting presents in the summer was awesome. I was like, what the fuck? Can we move my birthday? This is way better. And his winter shit I got. But I got like this huge ass suitcase of Hot Wheels. So it was like a suitcase you fucking carry it around. Had every like make and model. Now that was that was peak toydom for like six year old me. That was it. I like it. You know it's interesting you say that too, cause um shit, had I known in the past that I would get presents for my baptism, I just wait to be baptized as an adult. Right, because mm. that's like a good like got a moment, right? Cause toys better back then. They could get away with buying you semi affordable things like toys and stuff like that. It's like no, now 
I want a brand new PC or I, I need a Lambo. All right. I need that good Lambo. Uh, it's going to be parked outside, right? Because it's my baptism gift. So all y'all can chip in. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, toys were a big part of growing up, man. And of course, let us know in the comment section below what your favorite toy was. Um, but for me, and I don't know if you had moments like this, but growing up as a minority and, and poor, right? You you obviously got to make do with what you have. So I remember there was moments where I would really want a particular toy, but it was very expensive. So instead, my parents would just get me like the bootleg version of it from the dollar store. So I'd want like a Nerf Super Soaker, but they're like, can't afford it, but going to the dollar store, right? Get like a little plastic squirt gun, right? Same thing. Just use your imagination. You'll be fine. That's why we're so creative people because of, you know, that upbringing. Um, so when you were using some of these examples, I, I was just thinking of, you know, alternatives in my mind. So you mentioned like a He-Man doll, right? So you have like the generic He-She-Man doll, right? Where it could just be either sex and you know they do that for affordability reasons kind of like snap, they don't have genitals anyway they're already ambiguous they you know they Listen, didn't mean it that's but true they were progressive and good on them yeah yeah which I is check, funny because i checked for the yeah, i, checked I was for gonna the say that i checked too yeah yeah they handle no uh, or vagina <laughs> hey, they just didn't i couldn't really i couldn't relate to ken we weren't the same <laughs> <laughs> so i just thought something was wrong with me in fact i remember when i was a kid i thought everyone had penises right because i never like, True. I, I know what I have. I assume all people were the same. So I think until I was like seven, I thought everyone just had penises. Like legit. It's like if I had I had crushes on girls, I also assumed they had penises. Because I didn't know what they had. It's true. And also think about it this way, man. Like um it's like that scene from Dragon Ball. Shout outs to to people who watched mm. Dragon Ball growing up. It's like yeah. when Goku's hitting one. the yep. he's hitting bolt. By the way, Anime has got some weird humor sometimes. Can't believe we saw that as children. But they just like they would tap. He tapped Bulma's vagina. He was just like, "Where's the balls?" Uh. And it was like a whole bit. But yeah. uh, I feel like that's exactly what you're describing to me right now. It was, and I I related to that Goku because he in the show he would always have to tap someone's genitals to understand what pronoun he would assume they would have. He's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, you you're probably one to be called a girl because I tapped you in your genitals." And I don't think you have a penis. And then they'd be like, what the fuck? He was like, I'm sorry. I'm a monkey boy. I was raised with my grandpa in the woods. And I'm apparently an alien. But that doesn't get discovered until the next series. And it's really confusing. He did his best. And I did my best, too. I didn't tap vaginas. But, you know, I imagine I was just tapping penises. Because that's what tap, I thought tap, they tap had. Tap, I mean, tap, 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 tap. Yeah. And then for some reason, they were just like, oh, you know what, Goku? We like you. Let's be best friends and go on these adventures together. I feel like that wouldn't have the same effect nowadays or ever in the real world, right? Probably not. So like, she's like a she was like seven like the girl was seventeen just going yeah. into this little boy's house. That's also problematic. There's a lot of problematic things. Get the fuck out of here. Leave his ball alone. It's true. And it, if if there's anything that recent history has taught us is that uh you should never grab someone by the pussy. Just don't do it. It won't end well. It, yeah. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. You don't know the gender? That's all right. <laughs> exactly. You can ask. We have words now, people. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, genitals, big part of growing up. <laughs> big part of growing up. Uh, the original toy for boys, honestly, right? It's like Venus. as long as as long as you're a boy, there's always something to play with. I'm, I'm, I'm just being real, right? I know. I know we like to to taboo a lot of stuff, but it's it's true. Boys 
boys at the very least can get by at a very young age um just exploring that part of themselves helicopter one thing who didn't do the helicopter move after a shower i still do it sometimes to this day you know yeah it's true actually it's weird i've caught myself doing this every now and then but well a singing in the shower is a pretty common thing everybody does no matter what age you are i feel like that's timeless but there'll be random moments where i just like spank myself and i don't know why but i'm just i'm just like so happy to be me that i'm just like you know what you deserve it and i do it and then i'm just like that's a huge compliment to myself thank you myself can i have another and I do it again. And Can't I, you relate? That's that's respectable. You know, I don't do that, but there's no reason <laughs> not to do that. You know, just let us not? know if you spank yourself in the shower, everybody. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, um but yeah, the biggest but, crossover, obviously, I think, for for our respective childhoods are two things. And it was video games and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right? Like that. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. like the, the, the upper elementary grade us. I mean, video games since I was four. My first video game was at four years old. It was, I think it was Mortal Kombat 3 on Sega. And I was four. And my and, parents yeah. were like, hey, it's video games. I'll, I'll get my kid a video game. I can afford it. I work hard. I'm going to get my kid a video game. And I got a video game and I loved it. I didn't understand what I was doing. I understand I was whipping, ripping people's spine out of their assholes. But it was colorful and fun. I didn't even know what an asshole was. No, I, I didn't know what an asshole was, but you know, it's. <laughs> I thought they also all had penises in the game too. It's, it's you know what? Up. I'm actually glad I never had that thought in my head because they die pretty violent deaths in Mortal Kombat, and I just it makes me cringe just the idea of knowing that a penis has been like cut in half with a finisher mm. on Mortal Kombat is weird. Anyways, uh, let me know if you can relate to this. But in the '90s, I feel like this was a very '90s thing when it came to children's toys, but. When whenever I got like Power Rangers toys or things of that nature, the best ones would be the ones that lit up with an LED light of some kind, right? That's how you knew you had like a quality action figure. It's true, it's true. Because it have some kind of light on it. I I think Toy Story does a good job of making fun of that with the the laser beam on the Buzz Lightyear doll. Um, but yeah, man, there's something about LED lights on action figures. It just that just that was it for me. Like if I, if I got one of those, it was a good birthday or it was a good it was a good holiday. You're right. You're right. I remember to uh, one of the dopest toys. I feel like either my mother or her friend Lydia got it for me, but it was like this platinum Buzz Lightyear action figure. It was like like the size of my water bottle. It was like two, one to two feet tall, and it was fucking just platinum, just straight dripped, straight dripped in platinum. Had fucking lights. Had the fucking action wings and fucking chops and lasers it was the coolest thing ever and i had a a woody doll and i had the rv car so of course i set up the final scene in toy story all the time putting them on that shit of course chasing shit around it was dope it was uh, that was that was peak toydom before i like i graduated to more digital digital toys that i preferred but it's yeah shit was shiny shit was shiny and lit up so i needed and there was something that hit different about auntie gifts too right like getting gifts from your parents is one thing, but when your aunties got you gifts, that shit was lit. Like at, at least, at least in my experience, sure, right? Yeah, because they they're like, uh, I feel like a lot of the time aunties are are 
the mom, but without having to do any of the bad shit, like discipline you or like take care of you for extended periods of time. They can just be cool and buy you stuff and then go home. Right. That I feel like that's what aunts and uncles, their role is. It's kind of a spoil and then leave um, before the hard shit has to be done. So I feel like that just kind of elevated the, the, the gifts you got from uncles and aunts. But like, is, is that, was that your experience? I mean, yeah, my, so I, it's like five aunts and like two blood uncles and a bunch of married in uncles. So we had like a extensive family. So my mom and her, her siblings, uh, they all had boys. Like each one just had like one boy at least, um, just about. So it was a generation of boys on my dad's side. There was like a boy and two girls. So I had a lot of cousins. So even though I was the only child, yeah, I got spoiled all the time by my parents themselves. And yeah, all the aunts and uncles, because my grandmothers, uh, grandfathers just spoiling you with gifts. And then there was also the friend of the families. So you call them, you know, Theo or Theo, even though they weren't related in any fashion. They were just, you know, they were tight. You know, they were like, all right, cool. That's, you know, that's your aunt, that's your uncle, no relation. That's your aunt, that's your uncle. They'd come through with presents too. So yeah, it was a nice spoiled time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you ever did this either, but I would trade toys too. Like if I had a gift that was popping, mm. like in terms of an action figure and someone else had a action figure of equivalent value, I would trade them, right? It'd be like, okay, I'll give you this. I'll give you these two toys for that toy, mm. right? And then you'd swap. This happened a lot in school too. I don't know if you did this in school, but we would swap. And then I remember there would be like a like a two to three grace period, two to three day grace period. And I knew this shit as a kid. But like, all right, we made the trade, but I bet you he I bet you this person bitches out and tells their mom, and then their mom tells my mom and I gotta give it back and we gotta switch back. So like that generally <laughs> was like two to three days, that that mm. that whole phase of trade backsies that I just didn't like. But once that was done, man, it was smooth sailing. Smooth sailing as a kid. It's <laughs> made moves, made maneuvers. Um, that's what, you know, that, that explains your fantasy football habits, man. You're really, you're really into the trading. You're like the most, your most active trader guy in fantasy football league. And I, I respect that. That, You know, that's, that's how you were built. Keep it fun. Keep it interesting. Always, always a transaction to be had. I remember I used, I used uh, again, right. Getting older, we find joy in things I feel like are very similar to things we liked as a kid, but we just, we just stamp like a little bit of an adult brand on it and call it a day. First of all, I'm not a fan of that. Everybody don't let your inner child die. That's going to be my positive message for this episode. You know, the things that you found joyous as, as a child, it's perfectly fine to find them to be enjoyable as an adult. Right. But fantasy football is a perfect example of that. It's like, okay, I really like action. I really like you know, watching sports, a game, right? And I love playing games. I love I love uh, mobile games. So let's combine the two and make something beautiful out of it. There you go, fantasy football. And uh, you're right. This was my first year doing it. And uh, not to make it too involved with fantasy football, but it was uh, it was my first time. It was, it was a lot of learning, but it was a lot of fun because I would always be wanting to make a trade, even if it wasn't a yeah. big deal at all. Like I, I, I remember our, I must have harassed you like, at least three times for really just nonchalant trades it's like players yeah, that really weren't going to make or break a team. A DJ I shark. Just, exactly. Someone I was just yeah. taking that shit so serious. I'm like, but, but how about this trade for this trade? 
or this combo for this combo. Just let me know, man. Just let me know. Just let me know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's I feel like that's that's what we do. Is like, at least that's what I feel like you should do as an adult. You should you shouldn't let that inner joy die from any of the activities that you do. Fantasy football is a great example. But yeah. uh, that's it's just like it's a game. It's it's a legit game. We've grown up, but we still like games. You know, like we still like to be involved in. You know, besides the money we put down for fantasy, it has no repercussions. Like, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just fucking fun. Because I feel like humans at all times need some kind of activity, whether it involves your weenus or your friends in fantasy football, maybe a combination. I don't know. But we need that activity. We're still kids. Take, exactly. take your kid out the puddle. Take him out the puddle. But don't drown him. You know, take him out of the puddle, but don't drown him. I, I feel is what we're trying to say. And don't yeah, poke like, them. Again, we, yeah, we talk about yeah. poking babies. We won't go back to that, but don't do not do that either. Um, but, yeah, getting getting older, man, it's it's weird. I feel like, at least maybe for us, this might be a generational thing, actually. But I feel like once you transition from, okay, I've started with action figures, and then we move on to more progressive, cool things, right, like video games for us, um, or you know, playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards on a porch or a schoolyard or something like that, right? Because that was the lit thing to do when you were like a preteen, close to being a teenager. Um, and then you move on, right? You get a little bit older, you get into the the teenage years, and it all becomes about clothing, impressing people, you know, being competitive, you know, surviving, right? High school is a lot about survival, making sure that you're not the lowest person on the totem pole. Um, but then when you get to your 20s, it's weird, man. I feel like your 20s is really that trend, the ultimate transitionary decade, right? Because you, you really struggle with identity in your 20s. You're like, okay, well, I still feel like I'm that youngin in, in college who had some high school habits. But now as I'm getting past like 25, now I'm working. Now I'm trying to, you know, do my own thing outside of my parents' influence potentially. But... You know, am I still me? Do I still enjoy doing the things that I did? Can I still in, can I still do these activities with all these new responsibilities? So, I feel like your twenties is is really kind of a pivotal moment. What do you, what do you what do you think? It's a fucked up decade, right? Like, it really, it's is. weird because also your teenage like years was a fucked up decade too. It's just like to be exploding with hormones while having kind of a crazy amount of responsibility, like school alone. I don't I, I will never probably understand what's the best way to go forth with an, a better education system, but I'm pretty sure it's not what we have. And just, I just remember just being stressed all the time as a kid, all the time. And then for some reason at ages like I was 18, but a lot of people were 17 years old. I know someone who was at least 16 years old. Who, we entered college and we were just unsupervised kids. That's how I felt. At least it was just like I don't even understand what's happening. I felt like college was secretly just an incubator for teenagers to develop into adults slowly <laughs> under the presence, under the guidance of loans. That was your parental supervision where the loans you took out to live. Um, and then we had to learn how to be adults during that phase, which was weird because after graduating, like you said, like ages 23, 24, 25, I still felt, you know, I'm, I still kind of feel like an unsupervised kid. I just have, a job that pays me money, pays me a salary now. Uh, and it's, it's weird because at the time, like I wasn't really thinking about, all right, let me start like saving up for a house or 
let me let me even make sure like my credit score is on point just like okay i want the only goal i really had was career that's what i i got out of college it was like okay the one thing i can do is work i guess until i die if i and if i work in a specific industry long enough then i could be the king of that industry so i was like all right cool digital marketing bam put me in it week after graduated digital marketing job and yeah career's going well so far until my bosses hear these podcasts and then this this will be my career um but full time yeah <laughs> this is plan b this 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 is it this is it please I'm going to start a kick fund, a kick, a Kickstarter if uh, if I get fired just to support this podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but what people don't know is like because I I always have the green screen. I'm actually homeless, right? I was yeah. disowned a long time ago. Uh, you guys yep. knew this. You thought I was joking during the regrets season finale uh, for Conch, but no, that was no joke. I I'm so cold. It actually looks like I'm in prison, like the way my room is. <laughs> it kind of does, right? It's I like got just the I weights. got one bed. There's fucking white walls. I was I, I was I did good behavior, you know. So I got a window, yeah. and I got I got these two <laughs> I got these two dumbbells. And you're wearing like stripes. You're wearing it's, stripes. Yeah, it's I got like the a, stripes. Like a, yeah. I don't know how they hooked me up with internet mics and shit, but you know it's I make do. I make do. Um, I feel like twenties because. It's it's an interesting year for us, right? In an arbitrary sense, because we all put a value on, you know, ages that end in zero, and we're twenty nine. This is our last year in our twenties. Again, age is arbitrary, but we're human, so we think arbitrarily. So it feels like a big deal. So in, uh, yeah, nine ish months, we will be thirty, which is weird, because then it feels like. We should transition into a new mindset because of that arbitrary way we think. Because like, okay, I'm in my thirties, so I gotta like, I don't know, pop out a legacy or something. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy a couple of properties and flip them, and um, I don't know, kick Start a politician's about retirement. ass. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. Which you know, we should all think about anyways for for the lives we live. But it's because I don't know, and we kind of like lost a year. It feels like in the pandemic, at least. Like a like, what we would typically do has been changed at least for the last 360 days, and it still will. So I, I'm one who like to go dancing, and go to clubs and bars and stuff. But by the time I feel like I can do that safely, I'll be pretty close to 30. And I'm like, that is it over? Like it's just just like, <laughs> can I not like do I want to be that person who's 30 in a club still flossing? Like I I don't know. Yeah, and the answer Maybe. is yes. But it's, but it's like, should I be? Yeah, it's probably still is yes, because who cares? Life is arbitrary. But it does feel weird. It, like twenties felt like I can party and and fuck and move around and just keep doing that. And now it feels like maybe I should like reel all that back in a little bit. But I probably won't. I think I said this to myself. It's like, all right, I think my thirties will mostly be what I've been doing in my late twenties when I've been just more responsible, with slightly worse joints. That's worse it. joints and more income. I think that that's that's thirties. Worse joints, more income. That's that's my thirty year old plus plan. That's it. That's it. That's the hashtag for this episode. Yeah, that's it. That's that's how I expected my life to go. I will eventually be able to move worse, but be able to spend more on things I probably don't need or need. But that's true. That's growing up so far. It's 
Yeah, I don't know. And we have, according to Blanket, U.S. life expectancy is probably around 879 we have to live. So we have 50 more years. Uh, if you disregard Hispanics and blacks having lower life expectancies we ha- and, you know, police being assholes, we have about 50 years to live. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. Kind of feels that's like five it, decades, man. Yeah. And something I want to go back to that you mentioned, a lot of people like to gloss over this, but it's it's so ingrained, I think, in our culture, just in general, like American culture. We We tend to really value the decade of the 20s because it represents college, at least the first half represents college. And every college movie is all about, you know, enjoying those those best years of your life, right? Like take seizing the day by the, the cojones, you know, and uh, making the most of it. So it's definitely the whole mindset of live for the moment most of the time in college. And then it's just like 10% of it, maybe 15 is like, okay, but not too much. Cause you know, you're here to get a piece of paper to, to qualify you to, to say shit and do shit. Um, but it's always interesting to me because we are grossly uninformed about the amount of debt we're about to get into. All right. There's like, that's just a huge problem. And it just boggles my mind. Cause most of the time, if you're a traditional student, you tend to get into college and in you're, when you're 18, right out of your senior year and you're expected to make these monumental financial decisions without, without essentially any legal advice whatsoever. You're just like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to go to college and you end up like at least a hundred thousand dollars in debt, uh, depending on the, the school you go to. Obviously if you go to like a community college and, do a glide program. It could be cheaper, which is uh, which is a smart move. But most of the time, if you're going to like a bigger name college, a private institution, you're spending at least forty grand a year, which is not a little bit of money uh, by any means whatsoever. And the fact that we make these decisions so brashly, so so quickly when we're kids, it's it's like uh, it's like being robbed without a gun, man. Uh, yeah. And then by the time it's over. You're, and I think that's what makes your 20s in particular a very difficult decade. Once it's over and you've had the quote-unquote fun, you're like, well, shit. Now I'm forced to kind of jumpstart this whole mindset of becoming a quote-unquote adult because I have debt to pay, man. I'm I'm in massive debt. I, I'm in the red for at least eight years if I'm lucky. Um, so it's, it's always funny to me that uh, we expect – our high school selves to, to just be prepared to make these choices. Uh, absolutely absurd if you think about it, but uh, just food for thought. Yeah. It's almost as if they would prefer people to stay in debt. So it motivates us to work endlessly, thus supporting the capitalist system for Whoa, endless years. Let's just put our tinfoil hats on now. huh? I know. I know. Capitalism is a myth. Uh, Sounds like we yeah, got a goddamn <laughs> commie here. <laughs> All hill marks. Uh, <laughs> no, he was pretty cool. Um, By the way, I, just on a lighter note, man, I love that your water bottle matches your outfit. Does it? I guess it's like yeah. a nice little subtle detail. Dark tone. Dark. Yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm a dark tone guy. I like dark tones. All hell dark tones. I mean, blue, that blue, black, and gray. That's that's my palette. I love this, that shit. This podcast is all dark tones for the most part. So. I get it. Um, another thing, tones. man. Yeah, to dark tones. Uh, an- another name for a band that's got to be taken though, like guaranteed taken. But 
one thing I also want to bring up is uh, I feel like there's an inherent difference uh, based on when you're in your 30s versus when you're in your 20s, right? So at least speaking for us, right? Because we know each other for a long time. Your room is the perfect example. I feel like once you get to your, once you're in your college years and then for that whole decade of your being in your 20s, you're kind of a minimalist. Like you don't give a shit about how your apartment looks for the most part. You're just like, I just need four walls, a shower to to jerk off in every now and then and actually clean myself. Um, and like a kitchen to occasionally feed myself and, and maybe like one or two things to entertain myself. So like a TV or some weights or a computer. And then that's it. And then I feel like somewhere along the line, when you get to your 30s or when you start when you start having a family perhaps or having a significant other you tend to really care about at least i perceive it right now in my as a 29 year old as stupid mundane shit so like oh my god there is these beautiful uh two for one posters on sale or paintings on sale at uh, at target got to get them to put in the living room and then i feel like we just start accumulating shit shit we don't need Shit that doesn't really add any intrinsic value to our lives, but it's there, right? It's like at that point, I feel like there's a weird transition of, oh man, uh, my optimal Sunday afternoon is going shopping, uh, either for groceries or for um, new sconces for my house. Uh, <laughs> like it just it just becomes yeah. this weird thing for me. That's fair. That's I mean, me spe- specifically with my personality. Minimalist as fuck. Like I, it 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 have zero phase as to the lack of decor that has always been involved in what I've what I've lived in. Like I haven't had a picture placed anywhere since I lived with my parents, and that was even my pictures. They put the pictures there. <laughs> like I have shit. Like I have entertainment stuff. That's what I have. I have fucking desktop computers and TVs and couches and stuff like that other than that i'm I'm pretty set like there are things i'm like oh that that would look nice and that is move on and then just move on with my day completely but i feel like i feel like i'm in the minority with that because i think a lot of my friends i have a lot of i i I think if i were to survey it's excused with most of my lady friends have beautiful places it's like the course everything looks picked out like I'm, i'm impressed by smells like the, fruit. the eye of architect smells great all the time meanwhile i'm like yeah I have places to sleep and do podcasts and watch tv and sit down and jerk off and lift some weights i'm good i'm good but i guarantee i by the time i'm 30 i will have some shit up not because i want it but because the pressures of society will finally make me de- decorate my place <laughs> At some point, I feel like someone, so if you're trying to court someone, they, they will have to look at your surroundings. It's like, all right, how are you living? Like, how, how would we be living maybe if we got together? I don't know. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to be lifting weights there and doing podcasts here. That's <laughs> exactly. how we live. That's it. Uh, that's how we I'm just, living, at least. I don't know what you're doing. That's <laughs> how you know you found a keeper when they accept that, too. Right? Because, yeah, it's just like, all right, babe. I have weights on the left. You can use the right for whatever you want. I don't need anything. <laughs> That's else. your space. That's in your exactly. entire space. It's it's so strange. A lot of it comes, I think, from biology too, man. We just peacock, right? We need to impress potential partners with that is one motivator. With like our cave, right? Because your house is like your cave. Your apartment, your house is like your your den, 
right? And you want to allure, you want to attract a potential mate into that den to stay with you. Um, sounds creepy as fuck when you put it in biological terms, but it is. That's biology, baby. Um, shout outs to praying mantises. You know how they do, and black widows. Nature's scary. Are both? Uh, I know. I know black widows are. Are is it the female species for the praying mantis that does the killing? This it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And they 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 don't just see the thing is they don't just kill you too. The worst part is. A praying mantis will eat you while you're alive, starting with your head. Yep. Which is fucked up. And is then it after sex? After sex. Immediately after sex. And then for a, for a black widow, it's even just as bad, because what will happen is the black widow male will have to slowly approach the, the black widow female, and if the widow doesn't eat him, the female widow doesn't immediately kill him and eat him, he'll get to mate with the female, Right. But here's the tricky part. As the male, if they don't immediately leave after sex, they will still get eaten. And the way they get eaten is the worst. They'll get wrapped in a web and they'll be injected with a with a liquid that will liquefy their insides and then the female will drink them like a like a like a Starbucks drink with a straw. <laughs> the fucking smoothie. Exactly. So <laughs> nature is horrifying. Um but you know, in less terrifying terms, hopefully. Uh, that's what it is. It's just us trying to impress life partners. Because life's all about reproduction. It's about carrying on your bloodline. So that's, it's I not, feel like. But continue. Uh, you're, you're, saying, you're saying that's not the point of nature? I think we have socially evolved as primates to suppress that biological imperative. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. I see what you're some, saying. We, we've socially convinced ourselves through hundreds of years that you know what kids aren't everything especially today like now at this point where it's like like someone asked me like when 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 would you think you would have a kid and i remember when i was like in my teenage hood i was like you know my parents had me around 25 so i'd probably have a kid around 25 to 27 and then at 18 i was like i don't know maybe like i don't know 29 to 31 years later and now I'm 29. I'm like, I don't know, maybe like 45. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm open to having kids. If like I met someone and they're like, ah, you're worth 35. Like, let's have a kid. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. But if I don't have a kid at all, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think the point I was trying to make more so was that biology, right? That's the point of biology, right? It's to spread your not particularly humans, but like that's just how nature works. Nature is about reproduction. I don't think widow got to get other... theirs. Black widow got to get theirs. Exactly. So I don't think uh, that's actually a good question. I don't know anybody who's a who's more of a bio expert. Uh, let us know. But I'm pretty sure humans are very interesting creatures because they they have the ability to kind of reject biology, whereas. I'm not sure you see that a lot in other species. I know altruism can be seen every so often in other species, like meerkats, but I don't know. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Getting older. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Okay, one more thing. Because you brought the spiders, and it made me think about octopuses. Octopi? Octopuses. Octopuses. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to to not squidward, but continue. And their entire reproductive thing is very similar to the black widow that you described. Where the male approaches the, the the female species, tries to have sex, but they know they will get eaten because they are kind of cannibals, at least the female species. So the the male will 
I guess technically rape the female of the species. Like he'll just have sex, sneak up and have sex. And then though the regardless, the female does want to eat that octopus. But then what the male does is he cuts off his his penis technical so that it's distracted to eat that tentacle and he makes his getaway. Which is also again, let's that biological imperative of like I need to pass on my genetics because I have some kind of destiny to want immortality and genetics can be a form of immortality. So I will lose my tentacle penis or risk just being eaten just so I can mate. But, you know, I guess that's the meaning of life. Still got it in, though. Can you imagine, like, octopi saying that shit to each other in whatever language they speak? Very toxic. Very toxic culture. Very, very toxic. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> but as part of growing up, like, having that, like, partners that you have you have to think about it like okay like i'm about 30 like at what point does the relationship i'm in need to then lead to family if your goal is then family and then it feels like a weird trap theoretically at least because if, if you're both kind of at an older age and you happen to be going out with each other which was like a master of none plot line in aziz bit where it's like i guess we just should have a family now right like Everything just says, like, our biology, our society just says, well, we're dating at 33. I guess we're having kids, right? It's, <laughs> that feels like the pressures, at least, of society. That brings up a really interesting point. I remember seeing this a few times in the last, I want to say, year of, uh, like, social media posts. But from what I understand from some of my, uh, my compatriots online, they say it becomes increasingly harder to date as you get older only because at that point it's so hard to find someone else who doesn't have a kid already if they're your age right so it's just like when you're dating in your early 20s slash teenage years it's like all these possibilities and then once you're like 27 or older it's just like all right well now it's just baby mamas essentially if if you're if like that's how you identify and that's what you go after but the message is the same, right? It's just like your your options significantly reduce if you decide to date people your age uh, when you're like past 27. So just again, very subtle differences in mentality when you get to like the mid to late 20s and beyond. Yeah. Um, it's like very subtle but immediate. It's weird, right? It's I remember. Like no one warns you. It, it yeah, it just kind of happens. I remember back in like you know freshman sophomore year of college, you know we're, we're teenagers still. So my whole mentality was like, yeah, I don't I don't want to be with someone with a kid. Like per like at eighteen nineteen, I don't want to date someone with a kid. That's just how I felt arbitrarily. Quickly in my twenties, I realized like I, I don't give a shit. Like I don't care. <laughs> like that's not going to affect who I'm going to date or hook up with necessarily. Unless they say some weird shit like, okay, just remember, after the first date, you are technically this child's father. Then that would affect how I would proceed. But <laughs> anything before that, I, I learned, like, yes, at this point, people get older. They end up duplicating their genetics in a way, and they have a little version of them, or they adopt it, or whatever. And, yeah, I don't care at all. Like, you you can have a whole litter. Don't care. Don't care. It's... It actually becomes about the individual. Like, what are your values? But it does, like, like if you wanted a small family, then those who already have families might contradict your family goals. 
So it's 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 a weird notion of yeah, who who should I be dating? Should I be dating? And I I realized quickly too. I was having this conversation the other day because there's like a girl. I was like, oh, yeah, she, she she looks attractive, cool. Hey, my friend, like you're good at stalking people. Find out if she has any red flags. And she was like, yeah, she graduated. I'm like, on it. Two years ago, and I was like, oh shit. So she's like 23, 24, graduating like 2018, 2019. That's weird. I don't want that. I want someone with as much trauma as I think I have. Like, like I need the same wrinkle lines that I have on my partner. Like, I love, you know, my, I, like, it's weird to be, like, attracted, like, on a one-to-one ratio of your age. So, like, like, even 26, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You don't look that old to me yet. But like another 29, 30, 31 year old with the same wrinkles, like mm, I like it. We might be able to same to uh, share same uh, traumas and fears of dying. That's what I'm about. You can have my other side of the bed where my weights aren't. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, and then that, it's yeah, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. Cause then you lead to the whole. Well, we're all going to die soon. That's part of getting older. It has to be death. We've never conquered that yet. Your nihilist, your nihilism increases. It does. It does. It's like, oh, I'm closer to death. That's how I wake up usually. It's like, ah, oh, all right. I'm going to get some water, closer to death. What's on my schedule? Where's my meeting? It's just it's just a bigger part of it. At 22, it's like, I'm not going to die for like 200 years. At 29, it's like, during a pandemic, it's like, it could be tomorrow. It definitely could be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to this podcast before that happens. <laughs> For sure. Oh, absolutely. And then when you're younger, you just don't contemplate death the same way, right? It's just not a thing for you. It's not an immediate fear that you have, so you just ignore it. Um, and, yeah. and you know what? I hear a, a lot of arguments. Enough, yeah. yeah, and I hear a lot of arguments about this because I have older siblings and, you know, we have families and stuff that we can talk to these things about and friends and whatnot. But some people say that it's just overly dramatic. You're very overly dramatic in your 20s, especially when you're about to turn 30. Right, I hear that's a pretty common thing. People start freaking out when they get to their 30s and then realize like, oh my God, this decade is so much better than my 20s. I feel like your 20s is a big shit show. It's it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of uncertainty. A lot right? of puke. A, a, lot of, a lot of puke, yeah. And it's just a bunch of you doing a bunch of trial and error, right? Which actually isn't that enjoyable uh, <laughs> in hindsight. So... I definitely see how people can say we're being dramatic about turning 30 because uh, I've definitely met people where they're like, yeah, my 20s were awful and then my 30s were good. And then I even had people say 40s are the new like it decade to be in, right? 40s are lit, right? Because you're established, you're happy, you're doing things you want to do. Your threshold for bullshit is far lower because now you've had time to live a little bit longer. You understand what you like, what you don't like, right? Uh, and so you just generally surround yourself by things you enjoy, hopefully, right? Um, so one thing I can truly say for myself, and you, you let me know, Randissimo, but I feel like even now, looking at myself at 29 versus myself at 21, vastly different people. And I'll even say me at 29, vastly different than me at 25, still. So I think there's even in this decade, there's like little micro differences that are huge, right? Which sounds like an oxymoron in, in a contradiction. And it is to a certain point, but it makes sense. Like your 20s is so volatile that even within a year, so much changes. And I don't think you get that for any other decade. At least I don't think so. I haven't experienced it yet. 
but that's what I'm feeling. I mean, I, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll find out. I guess it's twenties are different. Like I, I stage twenties in three folds. There's and probably most people do early, mid, late. And my definition of early is twenty to twenty three. That is early twenties for me. Twenty four to twenty six is mid twenties. I remember in that for me, my mid twenties was definitely. Like a lot of existential crises that I've always had definitely elevated. It's like, okay, mid twenties, like, what am I doing? Like, where's my career going? Where's my relationships going? Where, where relationships with friends, partners, family, like what, what the fuck, where am I going? Um, I had plans in early twenties. Some of those plans were kind of stupid. So I got to reassess what I want to do and then figure out what I do in my late twenties and late twenties, you know, 27 to 29 right now definitely have a plan now for my thirties, which I think, I think that was, that was the missing link. It was my college years was prepping me to have a plan. It felt for my twenties. It was like, what job do I need to get now for my career goal to progress what I want to do in digital marketing or creative shit like this? Like, okay, I know what I want to do in my twenties, my thirties. I now have an idea for what I want to do, which I didn't have before, which is, you know, a conch bean bag chair a conch whole setup like this is gonna be conched out behind me it's gonna be conch weights right right here Con- oh that's conch lit. weights you know yeah it's fucking it, you know it might just be the teddy bear weights spongebob has you know i was those. thinking that yeah but they'll be actual weights but they'll be shaped that okay that's someone write that down for me in the comments some anchor arms anchor just arms chilling. yes <laughs> that those are part of my 30 year old plans like it's like buy property do this in my career actually you know make this a company uh, realize that this is all probably a huge mistake and stop this by 33. You know, all that's now in my plans for my 30s. And it's it it, it makes living a little easier. Like just the, the, the concept of control, which is a concept. It's not an actuality that we can predict for ourselves. But it's like, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do for the next four years. For my early 30s, I have a plan. Mid-30s will be another crisis. And I'll get to that in my early 30s. But in my late twenties, I feel like I'm ready for my early thirties. I think yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just I think we've talked about this before. There's also some inherent level of you thinking about a legacy to some degree. Oh yeah. So you're yeah. So you're just like, okay, what is all this leading towards? And is it worth it? Like all the things I've done, am I happy? Is it worth it? I feel like that's your twenties a lot. Uh, it's a big part of your twenties as well. Uh, for us is, you know, we want to make uh Malum. We want to do Conch Studios. We want a real Conch Studios. Malum Mansion. Um, That's an actual mansion. plan. We want to invest in a mansion. <laughs> exactly. I we've even in our uh in our quest for an episode, we we were riffing different ideas. We had Conch condoms, we had uh we had uh Malum mommies as a hashtag uh yeah, like woo that, mommies that on, like on, on social media yeah. yeah so many things we want to do and i feel like that's a big part of your 20s it was like what what is this like what's the end result and what it's weird right because we expect to have our lives figured out by 30 for some strange reason even though that's ridiculous it is right and anybody who tells you that they have it figured out by their 30s is probably lying to you probably probably very few exceptions or like very Most privileged where you, you don't have a, a conflict to derail exactly. you you know absolutely i completely agree so i feel like that is also something that kind of bugs me just about the mentality of, of being in your 20s like, oh man i 
if I don't have it figured out by now, then I'm doing something wrong and I'm just not living right. And it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, and I think this is a cliche for a reason, but there's always that inherent trope of, okay, you're older and you're grumpier, right? And things you perhaps did when you were younger, now you can't even like fucking stand them, right? So for instance, I was watching a a John Mulaney special with my girlfriend the other night, and uh, he was talking about how now that he's in his 30s, he's like in his gross phase, (laughs) and he's just like a crotchety old man now. And he'll listen to to music about seizing the moment and living your life. And he's like, no, it just annoys me because it's horse shit. Like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I want to be in bed early, right? <laughs> I just, I want to maybe watch some TV and I want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to be staying up until 3 a.m. And I feel like uh, I don't, that's like such a standard cliche, right? For, for old people, it's like, oh, they don't want to have fun anymore. And they, they don't like uh, staying up late or, or doing anything that's enjoyable. Have you found that to be true for you? Like, for me, I don't think it's true. It's a little more tempered, right? Because I yeah. feel like I have more ambition now that I'm older, which is weird, but maybe that's just a me thing. Um, but generally, do you think that's true for you? Not the cliche route of, like, I, I have plenty of friends who are like, I remember I used to club. What do you mean? You're 28. What do you mean? That just happened. Like, you were just clubbing. Um, that's another thing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. like, for, for whatever reason, yeah. this we make a year like this really long time now things happen very quickly now things get old very quickly yeah and then we i just think we we get better concepts of time like a year is nothing you know it's arbitrary been used a lot it is arbitrary we just we rotate it around and you know a year and that's fine we have to measure things or we'll probably go crazy if we didn't have the concept of time but I have most of my habits still like the, the, the habits that have fueled what I considered fun still exist. Like as soon as it's way less pandemic, I'm gonna go to clubs. I'm gonna go to breweries. I have house parties with my friends. We're just chilling and shit. I'm going to stay up way too late, way later than my body wants to. I'm going to try to eat healthier, but also I'm not going to say no to a large fry and a McFlurry Oreo shake at 3 a.m. It's, you know, things that bring, that spark joy, as that classic Netflix show once announced, I still, I still hold dear. Like, I'm still, you know, I, like, there are, there are some things, though. There are some things that have gone to the wayside, just naturally. We reference Everclear probably every episode, including this one. We took those shots. How are we not sponsored yet, by the way? That's weird. Grain alcohol, hit us the fuck up. Please do. We got you. We got you. Get on the ground floor of destroying a generation. Um, <laughs> but it's like, back in college, it was probably more economics, but we drank Everclear. We put Everclear in like jungle juice and that's that's that was our that was our drink. One shot, you're good. It was cheap because it's like $20 for a fucking liter, but we don't do that anymore. Not that money won't still be an issue now and in our future, but... That was horrific. That was horrible for us. It had to be. Our body has not recovered from that. Whatever happened to it? That's super interesting too, because you're right. I think I think at some point we find ways to justify the things we like doing as kids by making it somehow classier, right? Because as an adult, you have to be classier. 
So instead of drinking Everclear, mixing it with Kool-Aid and making jungle juice, you can't do that shit anymore. You're not 25. You're a 28-year-old because that's how we measure time now as, as, as people. Um, now you'll be like, oh, it's wine night. Or Let's I go bought out myself to brunch. This, exactly. Brunch, endless mimosas. I, I bought this blue label whiskey that I sip on very slowly because I'm a gentleman. You're right. It's weird. Yeah, we we transfer our fun to something like Everclear. Okay, too much, too much, too much. But you know, I will sip on some peanut butter whiskey right here, in copious amounts that the alcohol content will probably equate to Everclear. But you know, the core is there. I still like to drink and have fun and dance. And at 29, that hasn't changed. I think I'm trying to think of something that has like definite like. Maybe I like I probably Latin dance less than I did in college. I definitely do. I definitely Latin dance less. But I like Latin dancing. I just do it less. Like I'm surrounded by less people who are into Latin dancing. Tennis. I used to play do tennis do it all in the time. Shower. Uh, do it. I sometimes I will dance in the shower. Like actually, like fucking one, two, three, five, six, seven. But I chronically live alone. So if I slip, I'm just done. Like I'm just dead. There's just it's true. I'm just dead with my dick out. Cause I'm not even old enough to have a life alert. I'm not. And I actually pitched this to my friend a few years back. Uh, TM, TM, TM to everything I'm about to say. But single life alert. That's what I want to pitch. For single people who are forever alone. <laughs> if some shit happens to you, you still need help sometimes. I want someone to save me if I broke my back on the edge of my tub because I was trying to hit the, the bachata while listening to some Prince Royce. I still want help. But I'm alone. <laughs> So I need the single life alert. TM TM trademark. That no, that's brilliant. And it could be like a little conch, little conch walkie talkie, or like a little it can be a conch. It's like little little conch beeper or some shit that you just press an emergency button. It's just like emergency services on their way. Or you know, if you you have our humor, it'd be like, oh my god, help me! Absolutely. Just kidding. No. Nothing. It's like something like that. <laughs> or have um, like a, a mermaid man belt with the same concept, you know, just press a little exactly. button. People yeah. dressed like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy will come to your aid. Single life alert by Mal. <laughs> by the way, you TM, did TM. mention fun and that episode is coming, but I was so tempted to sing F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Or if you're plankton, you're like U is for uranium bombs. bombs. But that's it's just that's the remix. That's the remix. But um, for the last episode. thing I kind of I kind of wanted to get into for this episode, man. Actually, more two things, but we can we can get through them pretty quickly here. Um, another concept about getting older that I feel like is pretty cliche is the loss of metabolism and just your your young physique in general, right? So we made this joke before, especially during our our Thanksgiving episode, but uh. At least I found it to be true. You know what? Actually, no. I've never had a metabolism, so I've never been... I've never known that world. Every time mm. I, I lose weight, it's just because workout and diet. But for someone who... From from someone who has had that kind of metabolism, I know you've said in the past that yours has kind of slowed down. Do you feel like it's that big of a... Like a big of a change now that you're approaching 30? Yeah, it's like a 50-pound difference. Uh, 50 pound difference okay <laughs> to my my heyday yeah because i definitely benefited from metabolistic thin privilege if you will just i ate things but i it never showed so i stayed thin and then the world we live in just kind of seems to i, I idealize being thin so i i got to just be thin 
with no work towards it at all, zero discipline. My meal structures freshman year and part of sophomore year too was DiGiorno pizza. No, it was like Hungry Man followed by DiGiorno pizza followed by a Hungry Man dinner. That's 970 calories for breakfast and dinner. So already 1900 in total with a DiGiorno pizza in the middle. So like 26, 2700 calories of mostly fat almost every day. That's how I lived. Still had a four pack as a human. I, 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 I like I, I did active shit, but I, sh- I should have been dead from obesity alone. Not, not let alone heart disease. I'm probably growing and festering. Um, can't do that now. Can't do that now. It, it is a difference. I hit my highest weight I've ever hit during 2020 quarantine, and that's because it was you know pandemic. Everyone's struggling, and I definitely coped with alcohol and a copious amount of food, as a lot of people did. And I did not work out at all. Wasn't even, and even me going out clubbing, me going out clubbing is a workout. Like it's me drinking, but I am sweating Bacardi and whiskey the entire night. So it's, I wasn't doing that during the pandemic. I stayed my ass home for the most part. So I just accumulated things. I never, I would joke about, I would accumulate later. And now it's happening. I just, it's all here. So now, now I need those things. So that that is keeping this is keeping the midriff at bay, and it's it, it's, nah, it's nah, different. Man. It's a different vibe. You just you're just becoming a little thick. Don't worry about it, man. This is oh, just a good. This is yes, yes, and like celebrate thickness. Like hit the scale. I'm like, you know what? It was a shock. I wasn't ready for the data, but you know it's fine. I'm still beautiful, baby. You are too. It's just you are exactly. too. Just it's just a little titty weight. It's it's, it's, a, it's a little titty weight, a little dicky weight. You know, a little dicky weight. Shout out to Dave Bird. A little dick, a little dick, little dicky weight. Yeah, I can imagine like a shake weight with Dave Bird's voice, just like <laughs> coaching you. Hi, I'm Dave. But exactly, but just like in really Dave Bird, David Bird kind of way. He's just like, I don't know why you still have a shake weight, but keep going, man. Because even though you look like you're jerking someone off, you're like gaining muscle. I guess. Like <laughs> I feel like that kind of passive aggressive compliment would be perfect. For uh, I, like a, a day bird, little dicky shake weight. I agree. You know, you want to collaborate on the shake weight idea. TMT LD, TM. let us know. Exactly. Um, we will own half of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But That's you just know, growing up. you know, we'll work with you on condoms too. We know you got the connect. Growing but, up is trademarking things. That's trademarking yeah. more things. You just need to own. You need to own apps. Trademarking is humans are folk. We're we're trade. We're owning abstract concepts. That's where we've been at for human civilization for the past couple hundred years. Owning Everything's made up. Stay concepts. Woke. What the f- like? People can create something that helps someone's life, and they're like, "But we own the shape of it. <laughs> like we own how it functions, because you know how else we're going to make money. And to make money means to have food. Have food is means to help your family. Have family means legacy. Legacy means a weird concept of immortality that isn't really true, but it feels true to us." So to do that, you need to own shake weight IP. That's the key to our mentality. It's true. And and really, listen, I so shake weight IP, right? So working out more. Tell me, man, have you evolved past just getting the kids meal? Like do you still do you have to get the kids meal now to to count the calories the way you want them? Or is it just like, man, fuck the kids meal. I'm gonna get two burgers now. I don't care. I'm almost thirty. Like what's the mentality now if you could summarize it? 
The literal response is me trying to contemplate the last time I had a kid's meal. It must have been actually when I was a kid. I think ever since wow. I've had money, I never bought a kid's meal. I've definitely bought like, you know, off the dollar meal, you know, dollar menu. Got to, you know, got to save that money. But no, it's I'm a not college kids. I'm meal. not getting a fucking kids meal. Give me the fucking Big Mac. Give me the 10 to 20 nuggets with the large fry. Never a fucking medium. I remember three months ago, I accidentally didn't designate the size of my order. So it defaulted to a medium. I was fucking pissed. I was fucking pissed. I was fries not on my plate, not inside of me, killing me slowly. Large every time, baby. Large every time. Which, I'll just which work is out more for- later, which is what I tell myself, but I don't do We'll bring this more up when we do an episode on food. That also does piss me off, though, the fact that... And that's a thing, too, when you get older. It's like little things piss you off now, right? It's just like things you normally wouldn't care about. Now they make the world of difference to you. So like, Sure. Yeah, getting, I hate a lot more people now. Oh, my God. I hate so many people. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't feel <laughs> healthy, but do elections and belief systems coming out in the open. I'm like, oh, my God. There's so many people. I just don't want you around me. Just more reasons to end friendships now. Uh, also... As you get older, I think it just becomes increasingly more normal for you to just not talk to your close friends for fucking months and then just being fine when you come back together. I feel like that's a pretty normal thing when you get older, too. But, um, yeah, that would that would uh, one thing that's always pissed me off because you brought up fast food. The fact that when you order a large, it's only the fries and the drink that get larger. I want the sandwich to get larger, too. You're right. That's facts. How how are we not doing that? That just that upsets me. Big Mac, big facts you're spitting right now, man. That's big facts. That'll cross my mind. It never hit me until you just said it right now how much how angry I should be at that. I I want a fist size nuggets when I order when I order a large. Give me like this is the same fucking size, my dude. I want a nugget that could be mistaken as a child. That's the size of nugget I'm trying to fuck with. Exactly. And speaking of children, final segue for this episode. If you could say anything to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, probably save that money. No, save that money. Um, I enjoy like in the I guess the preface of that is. I had a lot of fun in college. I loved my college experience. I don't want to change my college experience. But I had scholarships and stuff like that. I could have fandangled not really paying much for college. Still would have paid some shit, but not as much as I'm still paying. Not as much. And I don't want to change that, but I feel like there are things I could have done already to save money. Still have fun, but just save money. Because we live in a capitalist society still. Unfortunately, we're all pawns in a game. And to live in this game means to have money. And I feel like I could have had way more money now. More investments, all that kind of stuff. But I just would have realized that's the world I have to live in so far. By choice, I guess. And I should prep it by, you know, splurging a little bit less. You know, uh, bottom shelf alcohol all the time i don't need top shelf shit it does the same thing um i have income now so i'm gonna buy top shelf stuff but when i was poor you know it's just save that money save that money but also <laughs> to contradict that immediately just take more chances have more fun like for us you know we we you know we're, we're okay guys i think you know we're we're decent human beings, probably. Six out of ten. Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty solid. Average. You know, like, but, you know, 
we had pursuits both whether it's professionally or personally with relationships so many chances i think we could think back and you know replay the regrets episode that we didn't take because we were afraid of x results or that kind of thing happening just just have fun as long as you're not hurting people <laughs> take the chance I guess think about the results, but if it's something like I'm going to ask her out on a date, just fucking do it. Do it. 16-year-old Randy, just ask her out on that date. That's fine. You know what? 16, fuck you. You don't need to be dating. 18-year-old Randy, though. You're already in college. Ask her out on a date. Save that money. Ask that person out on a date. Uh, Pay off your credit card sooner. And you, you think your childhood self would be happy with the person you are today? Yeah. He'd be pretty stoked. Dude. We talk about things we did growing up, and a lot of that's still kind of tra- like we're probably going to play video games right after this, you know? So it's like, yep, yep. <laughs> bet, bet. <laughs> to be able to just be like, I can buy whatever game I want to buy. That alone would be crazy for a kid me. Like, I can stay up to 3 a.m. and have an Oreo shake. I don't have to ask anyone permission for that. That's great. You could just do that with your own income. I sure can, little buddy. I sure can. can look up titties that's on the wild. internet without getting in trouble. Titties, dude. I live alone. I don't even plug in my headphones. I just have, I have my speakers with the bass. That's on it. real freedom. That's that's I have no porn joke. with that's bass. Real freedom. Porn with bass is the freedom I've always dreamed of. Surround about. sound, and I have yeah. that surrounded by titties. The audio of titties and beautiful things. I have that. What do titties sound like? They sound like love. <laughs> they sound like love. <laughs> so you know, take more yeah. chances, but. Think about the future in a responsible way. Save where you can. That'd be cool things. What about you? What would you say? What would you think? I'd definitely tell myself Valentine's is made up. Eat more chocolate. Mm. And uh, always, always play Blue Eyes White Dragon. That's what I would Mm. tell myself. And uh, fuck it. I would have done it anyways because that's exactly what I did as a kid. I don't live with regrets like you. I'm just kidding. Um yeah, probably in something in the same vein of uh, financial stuff, right? Because that's weird. As that's not weird. As adults, we think of uh, financial decisions mostly, uh, where we at, where we're at, where we're gonna be. Um, but I think all in all, man, uh, I would tell my kid version self, like, hey, like you said, take more chances. Um, don't follow Rainy's example of taking the balloon back. Leave the girl with the balloon. Uh, you know. You cup, you Maybe cup. you should have been more of a G when uh, when your love letter was discovered and just own that shit. Maybe the result <laughs> would have been a little different. Uh, but yeah, all in all, man, I, I think our kid versions would be pretty stoked with the things we're doing right now. Because one of the one of the things I was talking to uh, to you about, I think, a few days ago, was the fact that I have caught myself be- getting into the habit of anytime I do something fun for myself, because fun is arbitrary. Um, I have to record it and justify it in some way. Like I can't, like I, I find it as I get older to, for it to be so much harder to just have free time and do something mm. enjoyable. Now I'm just like, I need to justify that shit. I got to stream it because it's part of business. And therefore when I go to sleep, I feel doubly productive because I've slowly been brainwashed into, into feeling like the only way to succeed in life is to be productive. Um, yeah, that's a whole different pathology that we're not going to explore for this uh the rest of this episode but um yeah pretty awesome people let us know in the comment section below uh you know what your childhood version of yourself would think of you uh try to keep it 
uh, as nihilistic as possible because that's what we want to see. Uh, but until then, thanks for joining us on this super long episode. But I feel like it kind of had to be kind of an kind of a long winded topic. Growing up's it's, a long journey. Can be. Yeah, and we're all going to die eventually. So thanks for Hell taking yeah. those precious hours and joining us for another Magic Conch episode. Thank it's, you. Thank you so much. And, you know, while you're growing up still, you're still growing up. So grow up with us at MalinPictures.com. Find all our work there. If you're watching this, we love you. If you're listening to this at all, we love you. But just know if you're watching this, you're getting this earlier, probably at least a week earlier than the next person. And you can find us at Malin Pictures on YouTube and Twitch. Again, YouTube, Twitch, Malin Pictures. You can get these podcasts about a week earlier than everyone else. You can watch us play games, whether it's hunting ghosts or killing zombies or uh, being bunny men. You can find us there, too. You can find all our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Find our Facebooks at The Magic Conch or at After The Act or at Malin Pictures. Keep up with us. Grow up with us. Hopefully grow old with us. We love you. Till next time. Peace. Bye-bye.